Hello and welcome to the Rebecca Lee Podcast. I'm your host and wellness sis, Rebecca. I'm an LA-based holistic nutritionist and I'm here to help guide you through the world of wellness in the most straightforward, balanced, and intuitive way. Join me every week for casual big sis chats as I spill the deets on all things real holistic health and wellness to guide you towards living your best life. Now, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. I am so beyond excited that you decided to tune in for today's episode because today we have a very special guest with us. I think I could confidently say he's my favorite guest yet because he's my dad. And uh, in honor of Father's Day, I thought it would be nice to bring him on as a guest and get some of his wisdom. I think a lot of my mindset that I currently hold today and a lot of my you know, things that I talk about and preach and my mentality and perspective on a lot of things actually came from him. So I learned a lot from my dad. He's the best person ever. And I'm so excited that he's going to share some of his nuggets of wisdom with us today. So without further ado, please say hello to the podcast. Hello, podcast. This is Edward. I, as you know, I'm Rebecca's dad. I am so excited to be here. I'm honored, and this is a, a real treat for me to, to sit here with, with Rebecca on her podcast. We're so excited as well because I thought it would be nice to do like a special episode where we talk about 10 things and like 10 life lessons that you've really found to be true in your life. You know, my dad, he just turned 70 this year. He's an immigrant from Argentina. He's built businesses. He's done a lot in his life. And so could you just share with the audience just like a little bit more about yourself and introduction or just anything that you want them to know before we get into the 10 life lessons? Sure. I was uh, born in Buenos Aires, Argentina. I came to this country with my brother and my mother when I was 10 years old. We started a new life virtually with nothing. And uh, through a lot of hard work, I, as a matter of fact, I, I started working when I was 12 years old, delivering circulars for a grocery store. And uh, never bothered me at all that, you know, working hard is the way to, to success. And so tell them a little bit more about just like your journey, I guess, like from starting work when you were 12 as an immigrant new to this country? Like, what else did you do and accomplish? Well, I got very good grades in school. Uh, I was a very good student. We've been in Albany Park. Life was, uh, was, was hard, but, but we, we didn't know any better. Went to the University of Illinois at Circle Campus. Paid my own way through school. Started a business with, uh, with my wife. This was about 20 years ago after a career as a sales manager for a manufacturing company. We worked very, very hard. I'm talking about 16 to 18 hours a day and made a, a very successful business. And we were very fortunate. This, this is a, a wonderful country that gives you opportunities if you, 
If you work, you can succeed. Definitely. And I think a lot of my work ethic and, you know, dedication to entrepreneurship and starting my own business really came from watching you and mom really, you know, make the American dream your own. I think that's a huge thing that I'm so fortunate I had, like, you guys as a role model for that. One other thing I just want to quickly touch on that I think would be interesting for everyone to know is your journey through your pivot in your career and how you went from being a salesman to going through a crisis and a hard time where that wasn't working for you anymore. Can you explain a little bit more about that journey of going from a salesman to then needing to actually do something else and how scary that must have been, you know, with having a family and everything? What was that like? As, as you said, it was very, very scary because uh, we, we, I made very, very good money. We had a nice lifestyle, uh, home and lifestyle. We took a chance and started the, the new company with very little money. Fortunately, it was, it was successful, but it was very, very scary because we have, we have three children to support, lots of bills. We worked hard and really, we never looked back. It was a real good godsend. Yeah, and I think it's just such an interesting point to note because if you guys don't know, my, uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and my dad was a salesman, especially for my two older sisters. And when I was young, the industry he was in it, was in was not as successful anymore. So he needed to go to my mom and ask for help to start a business or do something else. So they ended up pivoting and starting their own thing. But you were like 50 years old, like upper 40s, early 50s at the time that this happened. And I think it's such an interesting note to think about of like, life will always, there's no timelines. There's no, you know, even though we think we have it all figured out and we need to have it all figured out by the time we're 22 years old, straight after college, it's like, you see that at any age, things can change. You can start a business at any age. You can do things whenever. And even though it can be scary, it's usually, you know, pushing you in the right direction. And so I just remember growing up, we had budgets and <laughs> things that I couldn't just buy all the time and go do because we were, you know, I was watching you guys really start a business from nothing. And I think that is just an important thing for everyone to note. You know what I mean? It's a big life lesson. Well, as you mentioned, we started the business when I was in my 50s. And I'm, I can say that I am blessed with very good health. And uh, I never really thought of myself as any age whatsoever. So we started this business. We, we needed abundant energy because, like I said, we were working 16 hours a day. And thank God I had the, uh, the, the wherewithal and the energy to do this. So I, I feel very blessed. And I'm very, very blessed to have Rebecca as, as our daughter. Oh, so sweet. Well, I, anyways, I just wanted to give the audience a little bit of that background story to know, I guess, a little bit more about my upbringing and everything that you have went through and sacrificed for our family. And I will forever be appreciative of that. So I think we should get into the 10 life lessons, shall we? From my very wise 70-year-old father. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, we'll go through them, but uh, not in any certain order of importance. Uh, I think the, one, of the most, one of the more important things that you should be looking at is to love yourself. 
You have to love yourself or really nobody else will. You have to, to be able to live with yourself in times and be, be comfortable with, you know, with yourself and to enjoy your own company. Because if you do, then others will as well. I completely agree. Was there ever like a moment or a story or situation in your life where you realized that you needed to love yourself in order to, you know, get the things you wanted or get the relationship you wanted? Yes. Well, I, I was a salesman for 35 years, working on the road, driving and flying every weekend, spending a lot, a lot of time on my own by myself. So I had to have a lot of introspection and to look deep into myself and to see, you know, who I was, to realize that I really, really loved who I am and, who, and I, I liked myself. So I, it, it wasn't a sacrifice. I enjoyed being by, by myself and enjoyed what I, what I did. I never thought of my work as, uh, you know, as, as work because I, I loved it. I love that. I think being alone and spending time alone is such a great way to truly get to know yourself and such a great way to love yourself because you realize, you know, you have to love yourself in order for anyone else to love you. So I love that. What's number two? I would say to, to be true to yourself, to project who you are when you are speaking or dealing with other people, you know, to not to try to be who you think they want you to be because you need to be accepted for who you are. And uh, if you do that, then there's no mystery. People will either love you or they won't, but at least they'll, they'll make the right decision based upon the, the truth of yourself. That's so true. I always say you can't love yourself if you're not being yourself. And so I think that's important that you do have to be true to who you are and you know, molding to fit into someone else's standards or whatever else is never going to get you far. You know, you show who you are up front. And like you said, if they love you, they love you. If they hate you, they hate you. So be it. <laughs> but they, they will for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Number three, let's hear it. Number three would be to treat others as you want to be treated yourself. If you want to people to respect you and to treat you pr properly, you need to treat them as well or because what you put out is what you get back true karma is very real very very real and so why that one you know it's an important life lesson they teach us when we're young in grade school that i think a lot of people forget you know we're all so focused on ourselves that we don't realize that you know if you want to be treated correctly you have to be treating people that same way with that same of respect Another life lesson that I, that I think deeply believe in is that you should live in the moment. You know, what we have right now is the present. You know, we can, you know, learn from the past. We can think about the future. But if we don't live in the present, in the moment, then we won't really enjoy what we're doing. We need to focus on enjoying the now, the present, the now, and, and not not worry about anything else completely that's like the video that i made the reel right. where i asked you your number one piece of advice you would tell your younger self and you said to live in the moment because i'm sure these moments they go by so fast right this is true 
And so I feel like there's always something that, you know, you can be appreciative for or present for in the moment um, that we might take for granted, don't you think? Yes, and it's, and it's something that you really have to focus on because it's so easy to, for the mind to wander and to think about, wow, you know, next week I'll be doing this or that or the other, or, you know, last time I was here it was like this or that. So we, we're not really focusing on what's going on right now in front of us. And if we don't do that, then we're really not living the fullest what's going on around you and now. Do you feel like when you were younger, you had a hard time like living in the moment? Were you always thinking about the future or what was the issue? Not really. Uh, I've, I've always lived that way, you know, whether it was uh, playing with friends or out on a date or if I was studying, whatever it is that I was doing, I, I tried to focus on, on, on that task or, or that person or that event. I think people will be much happier, you know, and enjoy life to, to the fullest when they live in, in the now, in the present. Preach. Completely agree. All right, what's number five? Are we on to number five? We're on number five already. Wow, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, yes. Number five, I think, is very, very important, and that is to, to really, really listen. When, when talking to other people, to be cognizant of what they're talking about and to respond to what they're saying. I, I know that I find myself not doing exactly that because we are so consumed with what we want to say rather than to really listen to what the other person is trying to tell us, to absorb that, and then to react to that. I think people will respect you more if you interact with them in that manner because otherwise they think that you know, you're really not listening to what they're saying at all and not really being respectful. That's true. Is there anything you do, like, in the moment that helps you, like, listen more to people? Like, is there any tips that you can give? Because I think that is a good point, that we really aren't listening. We're only thinking about our response when someone's speaking. What I try to do is to remind myself when I'm doing, when I'm talking with somebody else, not to project myself, not to, to tell something about what I'm thinking, but to stop, listen to what they're saying, digest what they're saying, and respond to that. But you, I have to make myself cognizant of the fact. It's very easy to wander off, to be thinking about, well, what is it that I want to say about this or the other? So it's, it's important to listen to the, to, to the other person and, and respond to it. Love that. Great advice. I think it's something we all need to be more cognizant about, for sure. Okay, on to number six. Number six is very close to, to my heart, and that is to follow your passion, to do what you love doing. Because if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I, I know you people have heard of that, and it is also true. I think the majority of Americans go through life working in, in jobs that they really don't care about, and they're not really happy. And you know, we spend so much of our time in, in our work that you should really love what you do. I, I think Rebecca is a perfect example of someone who followed her passion at, at a very early time in her career 
and is very, very happy for her. When she started uh, to work after graduating college, she absolutely hated what she did, and she was miserable. Once she followed her passion and started doing, following the, this path that she's on, she became a different person. She lit up. She became happy. So follow your passion. Do what you love. I think that's the key to be not only success, but to happiness. Huge. I think that's one of the biggest ones completely. And thank you for that. I think something I'm always going to be very appreciative of, too, is that you and mom, like, even told me, you even told me when I told you I was miserable in my job, you were like, quit, go start your own thing. Like, you guys were very supportive of me, you know, taking a risk and taking the leap and doing my own thing. Like, you really believed in me since day one, even before, you know, things started to take off. And so I do feel very grateful that you guys understood, probably because you are entrepreneurs, immigrants yourselves. So you see that like what hard work and passion can really do for you and how far it can take you. But I know that there are so many, you know, young girls out there, young guys who their parents maybe aren't supportive of them following their passions or doing their own thing. So like what piece of advice would you give to somebody listening who's like, I don't have that kind of support? Like, what would you tell them? I would tell them that they need to really dig deep into themselves and to go for it, even if they have to go go for it on their, on their own. Uh, all my life, I did what I loved doing. And I was very, very happy no matter what I did because I was doing what I loved, what I wanted to do. And I would say to people, even if you don't have a good support group, just go for it. Do it yourself, and then you will find others like-minded, and you will be much happier for it. Great piece of advice. And so for everyone listening, just know you have my dad's support behind you as well, even if your own parents don't support you. <laughs> you have his support. So I think that's a very, very good point. And I just want to see everyone happy, thriving, living in their purpose, living in their passion, because I truly do think that the world would be such a different place if people just followed their passions. We would all live in a much happier world and truly at the end of the day, there is nothing stopping you from doing it. Like, yes, I know there's societal conditioning and there's fear and there's, you know, you don't have support, but really ask yourself, like, there's nothing really stopping you from going after your passions. Yeah, the, the, the only obstacles in your way are the ones that you put there. Definitely. Okay, we're on number seven, huh? Number seven. Number seven is listen to your inner voice. Use your intuition. You are usually right. Your inner voice is telling you something. If we listen to ourselves, we will probably be on the right path. I, th I think many, many times we find ourselves in situations where our inner voice is telling us to do something and we don't do it and we then we regret it. There's something primal about this. There's something about the, your inner voice that is there to protect us. All we have to do is heed that voice, listen to it, and act accordingly. Ooh, I like that perspective. Like there's something primal there. Like there's something actually primal that is associated with that inner voice, but we're just, it's not valued, quote unquote, on, you know, in today's society to do that. But the more you tap into it, 
the more you really start to see the things that you want happening, like come to fruition. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I know that I have failed to heed that voice and I, and I have learned to regret it. Was there ever, was there like one specific example of that? Could you, could you share like a story or a moment? Certainly. I was uh, driving south on Interstate 65 in a, in a blinding rainstorm. And my inner voice was telling me to slow down, slow down, slow down. But I was in a hurry to get there. I was involved in a very bad accident that almost took my life. Fortunately, God was with me and I survived it. But had I listened to that inner voice, I would have slowed down and I wouldn't have put myself in that position. Wow, wow, that it's powerful. That is powerful. I remember you telling me about that story. And I mean, there's so much more details to it that we don't need to get into on the podcast, but it was really scary. I mean, that was a life or death situation and thank God you know, you were okay, but it is true. Like we do have that inner voice and it can save your life. Yeah, all we have to do is listen to it. Okay, number eight, let's go. Number eight would be don't take things at face value. Question things. Just because somebody tells you something doesn't mean it's true. Some, just because you hear it on television news does not mean it's true either. So question things. Ask yourself, is that really true? And you can do some research. There's lots of information available out there. And uh, you can find out for yourself. You don't have to take things at face value. I love that one. That one is such a good reminder because I think, especially nowadays with TikTok and Instagram and, you know, all these people online who claim that they're gurus and they know this and they know that, it's it can be really convincing and easy to believe someone online if they say anything with enough conviction. Literally, me and my friends were talking about this the other day, that if someone just says something with enough conviction, even if it's complete BS, you will believe it. And so I think that's a really good reminder is that you don't have to completely just absorb what someone else is saying. Like you're allowed to listen, question it, ask if it really aligns with you, with your beliefs. Is it even true? Like you don't need to just take all the information and make it your own. Okay, moving on to number nine. Number nine would be to follow a healthy lifestyle in moderation. I don't think that there's any extreme from any, any side that is healthy. We can enjoy life in general. We can exercise. We can have fun. We can do anything we want to do in moderation. Just don't be an extreme person. I know I am, and I've, <laughs> and as I've grown, grown older, I've learned to moderate myself, to not be that crazy person that does everything to, to an extreme. Smart. Yeah, I think that's completely true. I mean, that's definitely where I get a lot of my beliefs from is that, you know, it is good to live a healthy lifestyle. And I mean, you've seen the benefits right now, you know, getting into your older age, just being more active and... Yes, it's true. I feel very energetic and I'm, I'm a very healthy and bright male and I, and I can do pretty much whatever I want to do. Hell yeah. yeah. What, 
What, just on a side note, can you share with the audience what your uh, health activity routine is like these days? Because you're, you're a king at it. Sure. I, I get up in the morning and I, I do a, a 25-minute lymphatic exercises, stretching, get the, the body moving. Then I go to Pilates. Three days a week I do boxing and cardio classes. And I do a lot of uh, walking almost every day. Uh, play golf a few times a week. So I, I try to stay active, but I also try to rest also. Uh, I think earlier in my in my life, I didn't sleep enough. But now I'm getting at least six to seven hours of sleep a, a night. And I think that's very, very important as well. I love that. Very true. You're active, you're healthy, you're eating good, you're taking care of yourself, but you're also you know, resting, prioritizing sleep, prioritizing social connections, like all of these things are all very, very important for your health. Yes, and these are, these are all, all things that contribute to a happy life. And the last but not least, I would say to, to listen to your body. Your body will let you know everything. When you've had enough to eat, your body tells you you're full. Mm-hmm. When you're hungry, your body tells you you need to eat. When you're tired, your body will tell you you need to get some sleep. When you've eaten too much and you're, you're gaining weight, your body will tell you that. You'll, you'll see it in your belly. So your, your body a wonderful way of communicating everything to you if we just listen to the body. Because if you listen, you will do the right thing. Yep. Yep. Literally everything you've said in this podcast episode is what I preach online. So it just makes so much sense that I'm your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I literally always say, guys, listen to your body, you know, listen to your hunger cues, listen to your rest when you have energy, when you don't. So I love these. These are all such amazing points. We're going to have all 10 of these listed in the show notes. If you guys wanted, you know, to see them listed out, if you wanted to take notes, write them down, because these are some real gems and nuggets. So thank you for sharing that with us. And I think I want to close out the episode with just asking you final question. If there was one thing that you wanted the listeners to take away from this podcast episode, like number one thing above all and everything that you've learned over your, you know, your lifetime, what would be the one thing that you would leave them with? The one thing that I would leave them with is to listen to Rebecca. She's (laughs) very, very wise, way beyond her years. She knows (laughs) what's going on. She knows how to help people. She loves herself and she loves everybody and she will do the right thing. She will, she will help you. <laughs> okay, good answer. <laughs> Thanks for the plug, Dad. <laughs> that was a cute answer. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode, please feel free to take a screenshot, share it on your stories. Let me know you listened. Let me know what you thought of this episode because I truly enjoyed recording this with you, Dad, and I'm so grateful to have you and that I could bring you on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being my daughter. I love you very much. You are terrific. Oh, love you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and I'll catch you in the next Pod Wednesday. Sending love. Mwah.